Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Diet Starts Monday podcast. We are live. I got my two half iron men sitting next to me, Jay and Joel, and a soon-to-be half iron woman, Tracy. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. It's so cool to be here. Welcome, welcome. Oh, welcome, welcome. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, I actually asked Jay on the way in like how his legs were feeling after this <laughs> weekend because... Yes, you guys smashed it. Like, what? It's very inspiring, actually, for me for yeah. next year. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, managed to hop on the bike today and yeah, flush them out. I mean, my <laughs> legs are finished. I did a yoga session this morning. I sweat <laughs> it so much. I was dying. Just like trying to balance on one leg, and I was about to cave in. Yeah. But it was good, good, good to get the blood flowing. Good to have a shake out. Mm. But I must say, the event was amazing. Like, the yeah. whole Mossa Bay vibe there and the way it was set up and the swim. We had like 22 degree water. Oh, the water uh, was nice. Flat. It was a no wetsuits. No, it was a wetsuit. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the but pros didn't wear wetsuits. Or did they? No, no they, they, did. Did. they did. But they could have just but, worn their tri-suit only. But honestly, That's we, what were, I saw. we yeah. were standing in line and we were sweating in those wetsuits. And then the water was super warm. Yeah. Didn't have any sharky vibes to it on the day. It's but the day before, great. it definitely did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, like Roscoe said, it was super well-run event. But yeah. those, those hills... Those hills, dark. Yes, no. They were so dark. Oh, I wanted no. to cry. Luckily, Especially on the run. Luckily, the weather was. Sub six, like, I want to cry. Yeah. Like, can we just, like, be real? Yeah, there? but I mean, Roscoe and Joel were hot on my heels in that run. I was the only reason I ran faster was just because these guys were chasing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't lose these guys. But, no, anyways, guys we, so can, well. we can get back to the Iron Man later. Yeah, so what we like to do in the beginning of the pod is just to get to know our guests mm. a little bit and, and where you've come from and sort of your childhood and yeah. just take us through sort of your junior journeys and, and, and where you come from. Sure. It's like a huge book. A lot of journeys. A lot of journeys. Diary of. Diary of, yeah. Um, so I'm Tracy. Those people might who listen may know me as Fitness Girl on Instagram. Um I'm a born and bred Cape Town girl, lived in Hope Bay for my whole life oh, until cool. I moved a little bit further away to Greenpoint. Um, but yeah, I just had to live on the, on, by the sea. That was like my number one thing. I was like, I have to be by the ocean because like I just grew up there and it just calms me. Um, yeah, so I went to school in Cape Town as well. Um, went to an all-girls school for grade one to matric. So little rusty boys, bug. Little rusty bug, same as your sister. <laughs> same yeah. as my sister. Courts and I were in the same school, she was a year below me. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much like my sort of formative years. Um, played a bit of sport in school, was never like highly, highly competitive, but um, definitely like was more in like the water polo swimming crowd than the like hockey cross country crowd. So I always say that I'm a little bit more of a, of like a sea animal than a, than a land mammal, um, which has <laughs> cool. proven quite interesting, obviously when taking, you know, taking on something like the Ironman where yeah. it's like super multidisciplinary and mm. you kind of have to be like above average of everything, you know, why not be average at everything instead of like good at one sport? I feel like that suits me much better. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically it, High school was cool. Um, I think like the sort of the tapestry that sort of runs through sort of most of my life was, even though I was very, I, I loved playing sport and I was fit and whatever, I still like always had this like weight issue. Um, always, always carrying this like extra sort of burden that made it a lot harder for me to like make sports teams or make first teams or sort of keep up with the girls at my level. Um, and that's something that I carried with. It didn't really bug me so much like in junior school, but I think high school kind of like, it was very frustrating. 
And for me, it was like never an aesthetic thing. It was always like performance goals, performance goals. Um, I think obviously like as a teenager, you probably do compare yourself a bit more than like in your 30s. But Naturally. for me, it was really just more, yeah, it was like I was frustrated that I just couldn't get there um, because I always had this other thing that I was dealing with that other people weren't. Um, yeah, and then I went off and I studied law, <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> Um, tough, but also very much like you are in the library, like 24-7. Sport and exercise kind of becomes like second, like priority, a lot of reading. Um, so my weight kind of fluctuated quite a lot, like during varsity. And then it was only really like when I started doing my articles in 2015, so 2016, was then when I was like, no, like I got this thing in my head that I wanted to like be like a bikini athlete like this was the I think Courtney actually inspired that um, and I was like yeah I'm gonna have this like big story you know like like overweight obese chick like suddenly like turns like bikini athlete and it was very like aesthetic focused I actually ended up training with Courtney's coach um for what a bit his name Jack Jack let's not give him any air time um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was fun that was a season that was a trainee um, but actually during that time, he was great for the season of my life that I was in. Um, and it was during that time where I actually started fitness goal. So that was when sort of fitness goal was born. And it was really born out of this, um, this like idea that I was going to like track this like amazing transformation and like inspire the nation. Like that's, it was very like aesthetic focused. Um, obviously started training with Jack and, um, ended up losing I think like about 30 kilos like over that year so when, um, when so when did it start what so that was 2016 okay. so I started training with Jack in about August of that year and then basically just tracked everything online so fitness goal initially was just like weight loss pose like board posts like kilos down like little locks some people who have followed me since then will know I had like little locks in my bio which was like so it was like super like aesthetic focused like locking every time I hit like a goal or like my weight you know went down or whatever um and at that time was it fully that side of it not mental for you at all at that point at that point yeah it was like just I kind of all about the aesthetic. yeah I was athletic it was just like aesthetic it was just yeah you gotta lose the weight at all costs kind of thing because we have a goal we gotta get on stage like that there was no like mental stuff going on there, there was okay no, so you actually wanted to go for like a bikini bar yeah yeah and, yeah okay. I, I wanted to I, that was the goal to compete to compete yeah okay. that was the goal um and yeah it was like it was i trained and i ate like any bikini athlete would so you know obviously that's like not the best diet in the world and mm, not sure, sustainable. No. And <laughs> Talked about it like, last week. Yeah, fish and rice. Fish and rice, say <laughs> cucumber. That's what I ate 24-7. Did I trained twice a day. Um, yeah, I did about like 10 or 11 sessions a week. And already Jeez. then, you know, I was training like someone that was like 50 kilos. And at that stage, I was over 100. So it was like quite intense. Um, the weight obviously dropped hugely because the deficit was massive for like my size. So the weight came off and everything was great and everything looked amazing online. Um, there was a lot of media attention and interviews and radio and magazines and covers. And it just was like, it kind of like fitness school kind of like just took the world by storm at that point. Mm. Um, everyone was like, you know, it's just such a relatable, you know, it is such a relatable thing. It's just, I was the person that sort of made it public um, and sort of like, yeah, I was always very vulnerable, very like open about my story. And it was always sort of like, it was always meant to be an inspirational platform, no matter like what, where you were in your life or what goal you were training for. It was really like, that was the intention behind the account. Obviously I had my own goals, but 
the goal was to sort of be a safe space for other people to come and find like sort of meaning or, or you know be encouraged to like live a better and you know more healthy and active lifestyle and at that point were you getting that feedback from mm. your, your followers and they were commenting and yeah yeah so everyone was like super into it the transformation like i said was but yeah it was about an eight and 14 month transformation um so i hit my lowest my lowest weight which was i think was like 79 um in june of 2017 and that was kind of like and then my body started doing some weird stuff and just there was just like it that's it so kind of that like whole idea of sort of um you know bikini athlete fitness model it kind of started yeah like i think i, I yeah i was at this point there where i almost was really happy with like where i was and i kind of mm. just wanted to like jettison that goal like I wasn't it was kind of like okay well like I'm living my best life now and yeah I don't know if I actually really like want to do this anymore but kind of went back to old habits and ended up basically gaining everything back in the public eye very publicly and that is when the mental stuff Mm -hmm. I had to develop very quickly and like how to basically pivot from what I had initially set out to achieve to a new chapter for fitness goal and um, I, I speak about this quite a lot. Um, there was this one, it was a, basically a photo shoot that I was doing. I was on set for Woolworths and I was cast as this like fitness role, which was already like such a mind like F for me because I was always like the bigger kid and like being cast in a fitness position was like, I had like a lot of imposter syndrome around that. And then there was another girl, um, Lesejo, who's very well known in Joburg. Her name's actually Thickly Anse, and I talk about this a lot. I met her that day, and she was cast as this like body positive, like more voluptuous, like real woman sort of role. Um, and we just basically got chatting on set. And I remember, like, I was so fat phobic at that time that I looked at her and I was like, I don't understand how she's so confident. Like, how can she look like that and like exude this like incredible confidence and like just be so happy like how is she like okay um and obviously like at that point like it was still like this aesthetic focused mindset like I had no idea of the concept of like self-love and body positivity and like being able to exist in a larger body because my whole life I've been trying to make myself smaller to fit in to like be to look a certain way um Mm. you know to be perceived a certain way Mm. um so it was really like such a like turning point for 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 me personally and also the brand. Um, yeah, we just got chatting and she. I just I remember walking off that set and just thinking like I want what she has, like I want that, like that's like genuine happiness. So it was kind of like at that point that I started doing a lot more like research into like what actually what is body positivity? Who are the big players in the game? Like so when I came across like Ashley Graham, who's obviously like the most famous like you know plus size model in the world, she's absolutely beautiful. Um, and I was like, whoa, like this, this woman's incredible. And what she's doing for, you know, other, like not the 1% of women, but for basically every, all women all over the globe and men actually, mm. um, is like just phenomenal. And I was like, that's what I want. That's where I feel like I'm being called to. So yeah, it was, um, pretty much the whole, the end of 2017 into 2018. I, yeah, she's literally insane. <laughs> Um, did, I, did you do this whole fitness school journey in the beginning alongside your attorney? Did you I manage did. to keep the yes, attorney? Yes, I was going? literally like living a tough life. <laughs> that must yeah. have been tough. Yeah, though. it was. It was quite tough, but it was. Like, you you make time for the things that like matter to you in life, mm. and I feel like this was important, and law was important, and you just you find the time. And your everyday life now, still you have you work as an attorney? No, so I actually I worked. Um, I had my own practice. Till about June of 2020. So during COVID, I actually left. 
things were going a bit pear-shaped as most you know yeah, yeah. companies were and i just thought mm, i think it's time to to maybe get out and it was very hard to reconcile like the work that i was doing on fitness school at that time with sort of breaking up families for a living like yeah. i'm a divorce attorney okay, so okay. yeah it was like quite i was like wearing this like <laughs> it's like really Thanks like clarifying yeah yeah, yeah not that no, no. <laughs> not like that <laughs> yeah let's just clarify that i'm not a homewrecker um yeah <laughs> so yeah and i just oh, yeah I, it was just one of those things where like covid really just i think like opened my eyes to like what really mattered and yeah, I mean, law is intense. Like, it's I miss it, and I loved my clients, and that was like the best part of my day was getting to interact and like essentially like help people and find solutions for them. Um, but it's a very to- toxic environment to work mm-hmm. in. Um, there's no like positive affirmation. There's no like you you can win every single case, and the minute you drop the ball, it's like the biggest issue in the world. Like you get hauled into HR. Like it's you just there's no like well done trace. It's just very much like you feel like you're constantly like waiting for to be like found out. And I think as like a woman as well, especially in the fraternity, you have like insane imposter syndrome mm. because you like constantly feel like you have to like measure up to like your male sort of colleagues and be better or at least on the same level, even if you are, it's always perceived that you're not. Um, and you've always just got to work that a little bit harder. So it was a lot of pressure. Um, and yeah, like personalities in the office are hectic. Everyone's very A-type. I mean, it's, it's you know, you sort of stand on, you climb in the corporate the ladder, ladder, so yeah. you literally are throwing people under the bus because you're saving yourself. I mean... Yeah, the corporate life is yeah, toxic. Corporate yeah, corporate life is, wasn't for is, me either. Yeah, and I just think that, like, I thrive, like, on positive affirmation. I really do my best work when I'm told, like, Trace, this is really great, like, work, or you're doing a good thing. Like, that, like, fuels me. So I really was not getting any of that. I mean, you can do, get that, you can do that for yourself, and I was doing that for myself, but it's nice to, like, you know, be validated, yeah. and you mm-hmm. just don't get that. So I just think there was, like, so much validation online, and there was so much, like, good stuff coming out of fitness school at that time, and then to, like, go into work and put on a different hat and be, like, honestly, like, essentially abused for, like, 12 hours a day um, wasn't fun, and yeah. it just didn't sit with me, and I thought, look, people are literally dying, like, every day around me, like, life is so precious, like, what am I doing, like, this is not, if this, if this isn't serving me, which it was, and the pay wasn't even that great, like, then get out, and maybe start your own thing in the future, kind of mm-hmm. thing, so I haven't closed the door on law, I'm still very much open to opportunities, um, but I think at this stage, like, I've, I'm moving more, like, away from family law, and sort of now want to concentrate more on like social media law and like influencer influencing and marketing and like for, for brands and being sort of the conduit between influencer and the brand. It's kind of a concept. I'm not going to say too much, but that's something that I'm like working on to hopefully launch next year. That's like a oh, big, that sounds yeah, exciting. yeah, it's going to be cool. I think, I think it'll be cool. Well, congrats for pivoting. I mean, obviously there's a bit of risk mm. involved in, but you obviously were gaining the right momentum <clears throat> in that space to your point, give you that validation yeah. that you could pursue that. So yeah, no, it was definitely a huge risk, but Thankfully, I had started fitness coaching articles and at that point it had monetized. So I sort of took a massive leap of faith and just said, if I put everything into fitness school and I work really hard, like the business bones are there. So I could have, I could essentially make this something and yeah, you, you sink or swim. So I've, <laughs> I've man- managed to do that, which is great. And what was the trigger for you just making that? Because I mean, we've discussed this a mm. few times on the podcast, sort of that you've just got to take that risk and dive in. But was there something mm. that clicked to, okay, cool. I'm going this route. I think it was just not, it just didn't feel like in alignment with where I was in my life. Like okay. it was, there were just too many cons on my con, my pro and con list that <laughs> I just felt like it, 
yeah it's I was like, like I took the leap of faith I mean I don't even know I, it's it's crazy for me because normally I I mean genuinely like I'm not like I don't like change like I like my routine I like to know that I'm waking up in the morning and I've got like a, a routine but this literally threw me completely out of my comfort zone and I think I grew a lot like over that period um which was basically yeah like through COVID as well so we're navigating mm. this like massive emotional like global pandemic and not really knowing like <laughs> what my career is going to be you know you've I've grown up my whole life on the straight and narrow you know straight into varsity no gap year and then straight into my first degree straight into my second degree straight into articles there was like it was just go 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 Non-stop. so yeah. yeah so for me I mean I'm a very driven ambitious person so it, it does make sense I don't really want to ever take a break but <laughs> Um, you know, to like have put in like seven, eight years into your studies and your articles and then to like walk away. Yeah. It was scary. It was scary. But I, I was had a lot of peace about it. I really did. And I, that's how I knew, okay, this is the right thing to do. Yeah, and you're proof that it can be done, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people leave corporate and become hugely successful afterwards. So it really depends on you and your mindset. So when you built the platform and you said monetized it, how did, mm. that, did that start slow or did you, you know, was it yeah. brand focused or how did yeah. you actually go about that? Because I think a lot of people don't actually know how mm. to, you know, monetize social mm. media and all that stuff. So yeah. Including speak us. to that. Including <laughs> us. <laughs> Let me teach Give you. Give us the 101. <laughs> I have some tips. We no, got some merch. So, so, I think, <laughs> so I think, yeah, so it was probably about a year into sort of starting fitness school. I think I reached like, I don't know, like 10K followers in that first year. It's um, impressive. And I didn't, I knew that I wasn't going to monetize before 10K because I feel like I didn't have enough value to offer a brand at that point in terms of ROI and eyes and reach and all that kind of thing. So I knew, okay, if I was ever going to monetize, you know, I'd, I'd make a rate card like sort of at that milestone. So that w- that came in about yeah, January of 2017. Um, and it really just started off with actually just trade exchanges at that point, um, building up a portfolio, um, doing, yeah, just exchanges for brands and reviewing products. And um, eventually the brands just started saying, look, we can offer you, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, would you go for it? And I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's like, definitely. Um, but I still had this philosophy and I still have that today is that I don't ever work with brands that aren't aligned with the spirit and the ethos of fitness goals. So you know, it would be very hard if like Coca-Cola came to me and said he has a million rands <laughs> to like tell, tell the world how amazing Coca-Cola, the real one, not the zero. Like it would be difficult to turn that down, I'm not going to lie. But yeah. like, it is, you know, but that hasn't happened, fortunately. <laughs> so I haven't had to make that very hard decision. But yeah, so it's very much been like, like brands. I've worked with since then brands in like the health and fitness space, um, some in the tech space. Um, now I'm doing actually quite a lot of things for... Um, I think I saw like, checkers. Yeah, well. checkers, like the grocery space. I'm doing a lot of Black Friday stuff at the moment. (laughs) That's like that's been quite cool. But again, when I do that stuff, I'll focus on like more like things that are going to feed my lifestyle, um, things that I would really need or need to or would actually use within my life. Um, Like a Samsung TV would be great. (laughs) (laughs) So just bet on the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, exactly. Uh. Damn. Yo, so that was an insane deal. Yes, <laughs> and, and twice in a row. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Because I know some people that did the first I one. Know. And then my mate would t- he sent me a message. He's like, bro, it's time. And I'm like, it's not time. <laughs> <laughs> and he was sent me yeah. a message, told you so. Like, no, it's, no, it's intense. It's intense. I mean, I actually remember them saying that they weren't going to do it because it was quite like a... Capital like, outlet. Yeah. And mm. now I can't believe they actually just decided to... They obviously had no faith in the book. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, their risk analysis was way <laughs> well, off. Well, their risk was way off. Um, but yeah, so... So no, it basically, and that's sort of like how, so 
the majority of my income is through brand collaborations and sponsorships and ambassadorships. Then I'd say like 90% or 10% of my income is, is through me pitching to a client and mm. uh, maybe a bit more than maybe 20% yeah, pitching to a client and then like putting, putting like a proposal together and then sort of presenting them with like all the work is done and they just kind of have to like sign it off. That's like quite a nice trick because people don't really want to sit behind a desk and actually create a campaign. They want, you serve yeah. them with like the most amazing campaign that is in alignment with your brand and their brand there's like a 70% chance it's going to get signed off. So I do that from time to time. Like if there's a little bit of a lull, especially like during winter, kind of like like to set myself up for like spring campaigns that way. And then it builds momentum into summer. Um, summer, there's just back to back. And summer, well, that's now we're in season now and it's, I'm like so exhausted. <laughs> like, it's like basically been, yeah, two weeks ago is when everything sort of started. Like the campaigns just, they just come in. It's like every single day. And is that coming to you and yes. not you going and No, no, no. I don't have time to like pitch now. Now it's just like, sit back and just hope for the best no shame it sounds very like not humble but um no i've been That's very a good lucky. place to be in i mean you lucky. built your channel up yeah, to where it is today I've, so I've people are reaching lucky. out and i think like the real the real like i wouldn't even say it's a trick but it's just the fact that like i think fitness school's been so authentic and has been authentically me and not me trying to like emulate another fitness person or a health person or any other influence online and the brands see that and they want that they want that genuine authentic brand to align with their brand or to like they want to sort of I guess piggyback off that because it makes their brand authentic as well mm. um so that's like one of the biggest things is never try yeah but I think and be something that you're not I think um, we've, and we've spoken about this quite a few times across a couple pods now mm. it's like people being vulnerable and yeah with that oh, it yeah. speaks and and volumes yeah. which you've done which gives it the authenticity yeah i mean obviously up to this beginning of this year i mean if, if we went back to the my story i don't know if you want to get on no that, no we can have to, sure. we, we 2017 now so take okay. us back okay okay so we're back to 2017 2018 <laughs> yeah okay so let's yeah, let's go back to that so um, before we try to get roscoe to say biatric <laughs> <laughs> i'll teach you <laughs> We have to Google it because <laughs> Google can actually say it for you. Yeah. Um, we've been struggling. We've been, been, so been struggling. We've been struggling. Okay, wait. Let's go back. Okay, so now we now we 2018. Um, yeah, 2018 was a cool year. Um, yeah, I wasn't uh, okay. Also, we kind of did 2020. Oh yeah, we yeah, jumped ahead. Yeah, we kind of jumped ahead because I had a little break. I left my first law firm at the in the beginning of or no, also I think in the middle of 20. So 2018 and then I took six months off and I built fitness school during that time. Mm. So I really like put a lot in, um, to basically making it like monetizing it and actually making a business. So that was like quite a turning point because I had the time. I just also was pitching and just putting myself out there. And that was, yeah, like I said, that was a big turning point. Then I went back to law and when I started at a new firm in 2019 and that's when I was there for 18 months and it was, got to be careful what I say, <laughs> but <laughs> there were some really great days and there were some really low days. Um, did, did fitness girl take a back seat or were you still doing? No, I was still doing it full okay. time. And I made it very clear to the partners that I was doing that full time. Okay. And I think I remember even saying in my interview, like, um, you know, this is a very, this is a public platform. I'm not going to ever say or do anything that's going to bring the company like into disrepute or, you know, so just so you know, but it is, it, I will be posting, obviously not during office hours, but I will be posting and there will be stuff in the public eye and it it will come up that I'm with your company and I own fitness school. And it was fine. It was like an understanding from the beginning and um, yeah. And even my previous firm also like knew about it, but it was still early days. So they kind of didn't really regard yeah, it as yeah. much. Um, but this was, in fact, fitness school, I think is actually what got me the job to be very honest with you, which was quite interesting. Um, I think it was, it was very appealing to the, um, the CEO at that stage to have someone 
in the public eye because obviously it's good for client leads. So they were like actually quite chuffed with it. But I think they also Cheeky. like people with, mm. with confidence and people that are well-spoken and all that type of thing. They yeah, probably I went onto your profile and could see that you yes. could communicate well and all that type of thing. I yeah. feel like that's a big positive. As yeah, well. no, no, definitely. So I owe fitness school some credit there. Um, but yeah, so like I said, it was, there were ups and there were downs and then essentially obviously COVID hit and you know, all of mm. that happened. And yeah. I just, yeah, I think towards the sort of, it was like, I don't know, you know, lockdown was March and we were, in, we were still in lockdown in June. We were still in lockdown when I left. Um, and I just, yeah, at the time it was right. And then I basically went into full on like planning, like fitness school is what I've got to work with now. I'm not planning on, you know, setting up my CV. I don't really want to be part of another firm at this point. Um, and yeah, and then it's just been basically like hustling hard like since then. Um, but at the same time, like fitness school did go through like massive changes again. And that really essentially like brings us pretty much up to like, I think 2021, end of 2020, 2021 was like really hard. Um, In terms of? Just like the weight. I picked up a lot of weight in, during that time that I was working, COVID, just not being able to like train and all the restrictions. And also like just mentally, like it was a really scary time. Like I had like severe like health anxiety. Like I literally thought I was going to die. Um, it was very rough. Like I didn't see my parents for like a year because they refused to like leave the house unless they were wearing like a hazmat suit. Oh, they were like yeah. really hectic. Yeah. Um, so like not having like your family support or so like just change careers. It was quite like intense. Mm. Um, but yeah, so things were just hard. Um, and also through that time, it was very evident that I was gaining a lot of weight like quite rapidly and I was still doing that in the public eye but I was still maintaining um sort of where my sort of the ethos of the platform at that time was very much like a body positive platform learning to really like celebrate your you know your body at every size um but there was always the caveat that there's like two schools of thought when it comes to like the fat liberation movement and body positivity there's on the one hand you know, people say you can't be body positive if you're actively trying to change the size of your body because the very point of being body positive is accepting yourself, flaws and all, you know, no matter what. And like, agree to that, to agree, agree with that to a certain extent. But then there's also like the... Um, the mental health side. Yeah, of and exercise. there's also like the health and side the health of side, things, yeah, yeah. which has always been my number one. And um, you know, performance and health has always been sort of the theme that's run through fitness school. And so I sort of like coined my own sort of motto or mantra, if you could call it that. And for me, body positivity really means ensuring that your body is functioning um, healthily and optimally for you, whatever that means to you. So if that is in at 90 kilos or at 50 kilos, you know, only, you know, like if you're healthy or not, you know, you look at the blood test and it's going to yeah. tell you, you know, you look yeah. at your heart, your blood pressure is going to tell you. So for me, I was very lucky. Um, and I think because I've always been very active and I've trained and I've, you know, genuinely followed like healthy ways of eating and living. Um, I mean, I'll get to why I still gain weight in a second. Um, you know, it's, I've been very lucky in that, you know, I haven't had any of these sort of like really bad comorbidities that are associated with obesity. So even right up before my surgery, I still, I think the only thing I had was like, like my blood pressure was high, which it would have been because mm -hmm. I mean, you're carrying like a whole extra person. I was pushing 150 at that stage, which was last year. It was a year ago. It was, it was oh, wow. yeah, October, it's October, November. So, um, 
was very lucky in that I was healthy, like internally like things were working, like bloods were still good, I, there was cholesterol was good. And that was just a testament to the fact that I, I still trained like really hard, even at my heaviest. And I still ate well, um, you know, I wasn't really like, you know, I, I can't really, okay, I, towards the end, it wasn't great. Towards the end, they in were definitely- In terms of like eating, the way you Yeah, eating, towards yeah. the end, like the binge restrict cycle was out of control and the binge eating disorder was out of control. And that's what ultimately led me to make the decision to have- Biatric. <laughs> <laughs> was that close? Biatric? Bi- bariatric? Bariatric. Close, close. It's more on the A, you've got to like actually pronounce- Bariatric. Yeah, bariatric. 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 But why is there an bariatric. I before the A? It's so confusing. Bariatric. Yeah, tricks. That's normal. It's normal. Yes, Jay, it's normal. We were pronouncing the American version. You were pronouncing. What did Google say? <laughs> they bariatric. Say, yeah, bariatric. Yeah. Did they say it like that? Huh? Bariatric. Yeah, that's what it said on Google. It's like geriatric, but bariatric. That's yeah. kind of how yeah. I got the used bariatric. To it. it makes it easier. How many times can you say it first? <laughs> <laughs> and go. <laughs> But so, 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 so that that thought process and the, the binge led yeah. to... Yeah, so basically I had to really like... I was living in a space where I was preaching, you know, online that, you know, body positivity and, you know, loving, the, every, you know, loving, the, every, loving your body through every season and, um, you know, really embracing, you know, whatever size, you know, you may be at, obviously, given that you're actually healthy. Um, but it got to a point towards the end of, yeah, like... I, honestly like the middle of 2022 when things just I hit like 140 and then it was just like snowball effect I had nothing that I was doing I was training I mean you can go I mean, you can even look back on my Instagram like I was training like three times a week um I still I can still see those videos like I looked so like now with the benefit of hindsight like I just looked so uncomfortable like I I, I literally looked like I couldn't breathe and I, I couldn't so I really had to just like actually sit myself down and go look you know you're putting this message out online but you're a bit of a fraud. Like you're not actually healthy. Like yes, your bloods might be right, and but you're pre-diabetic. You're going that way, and you could technically be like bedridden in the next two years if you don't actually do something about it. And the thing is, is that it wasn't that I wasn't doing something about it. It was that everything that I had tried up until that point, um, I mean, like HCG drops. It was the fad diets. It was honestly keto paleo banting i mean i'd literally tried like absolutely everything including what is now called ozempic um so i did go on a course of sixender um did lose a bit of weight lost 10 so is that kilos a, is that a type of drug yeah so it's a semi glutamine google yeah. <laughs> thanks google see i almost got mark one one <laughs> so um it, it's taken the world by storm it's just like it's basically a, a, a diabetic drug which they've kind of like now re um, defined as sort of a drug specific for weight loss. Ozempic is specifically for weight loss. You spell now. that? O-Z-E-M-P-I-C. I wonder if it's similar to that Nova Nordisk um, drug, Wigomi? Yeah, Wigomi. It's the yeah. same. Yeah, same, same thing. Yeah, Wigomi, yeah. Ozempic. So while uh, Ozempic is not specifically labeled as a weight loss drug, study sponsored by Nova. It's sponsored by Nova. Nova, Nova the company Nova. that mm-hmm. makes Ozempic suggests that people who take semaglutide the active compound in ozempic may lose weight in fact the fda approved semaglutide yes. for weight loss in 2021 under the name brand wagovi yeah. yeah. so nova nordisk is pumping on the stock mm. exchange because of this mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. you gotta thank it is, dude. you must check it it's crazy <laughs> if you guys want some financial advice <laughs> what a job is your man <laughs> um yeah so I, I did a course of that um i think that was in like 
I don't know, like early 2022. Had a little bit of success on it. But Side effects? Not really. A bit of nausea. Actually, it feels like, like yeah, just nausea in the morning. So it like literally felt like morning sickness, which was mm, not great no for my Yeah, no, exactly. I was like, nah. Um, but but other people do have like far worse um, side what, effects. What pulled I, you off it? I just felt it wasn't working, and I just didn't want to put something in my body that was mm. just not even really making a dent. Um, so I went off it, and then I went. I tried HCG, which is that human like growth stuff. That human I, growth hormone. That I did. That did well. I mean, that that I lost like twenty five kilos on that. But again, nothing is sustainable. It's not sustainable. You have to t- keep taking it forever. Mm. It's a chronic medication. Like Wegovy, Ozempic, Xanax. These are all chronic medications. It's not something that you just take, lose the weight, especially if you have obesity. It's not something you just take and then cool. Now I'm at goal weight. Like if you have obesity, it is like ninety percent like confirm that you will gain it back and more at some point. These are the studies. These are this is like a known thing. This is why diets don't work necessarily. But maybe to that point, I mean I assume you were getting medical advice from mm-hmm. somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. was it your assume it wasn't your local yeah. GP? No, 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 no. I had a, I had actually it was actually recommended to me by my gynecologist. Um and so I, we gave it a try and then I was just like, yeah, okay. It it just kind of like yeah, I lost 10 kilos or I think it was like nine kilos on it. Then I was like, okay, well, that's about it. That's a wrap kind of thing. And then... Jeez, um, these fluctuations must have been tough mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On my body, yeah. I was like, yeah that's... Mentally and just thankfully, like I've got a, like my skin is like not terrible. Your skin's but, good, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it's, it's gone through a lot. Like shame. It's, it's more so my skeleton, like my bones and like... Mm. You know, that's like been quite a, it's been hectic, but yeah, the swings and roundabouts have been insane. The fluctuations, like you said, have been insane. Um, so anyway, I tried that and then it was just like, okay, ugh, like I'm over it. Live my best life. My eating disorder like reared its head and it was just like, I was just like eating everything and anything. I mean, I can be very honest and open and tell you like a binge eating disorder is no joke because you know in your brain what you're doing is fundamentally like disastrous for your body but you have you go into this like almost i always call it like a binge rage where everything you kind of black out and you your brain is like almost protecting you from like the trauma of like what you're actually doing to yourself it's quite like an intense thing and i remember in the lead up to just before i sort of researching bariatric surgery and like realized that okay like i really needed help um i remember my my order my uber eats order was I mean, I could have eaten you guys under the table. <laughs> like, literally, like, and no shame. Like, I no shame, I own it. Um, so it was Burger King, okay. And I'm not even, like, a Burger King McDonald's person. This was the thing. This I knew this, like, wasn't me. Because I'm, like, a sushi girl. Like, I like takeout, but it must be healthy, like, Nando's. Or, like, mm. I'm just, like, not a McDonald's Steers burger girl. Now, Jay tells me the same like, thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> We order Nando's a lot. <laughs> Um, so at that point I just knew like the floodgates were open and my order was literally, um, I think it was that, so you have that like triple, there's like that triple XL, triple Whopper. no, it's like that triple XL nacho burger. It's so good. Well, it was good. I've probably would vomit now, but <laughs> I have another one. Okay. No, but there's like the normal size and then you can like XL it. So I would like XL it. So it's three patties. Okay. With like this nacho sauce on, between each like patty. the American this size. This is like so gross. I actually yeah. feel sick even talking about this. But no, I would order two of those and I would smash. I wouldn't order chips because I thought I'd be good. But like, <laughs> I would smash, but I honestly was so ill. For, I'd be ill for like the whole of the next day. Like, yeah. it was just, that to me was like, I think that was rock bottom. Like, that was when I realized, okay, this is like, 
you cannot be who you are online and be doing this behind closed doors. Like this is so, not only is it damaging for your, for your, my mental health, it's damaging to my body. It's, it's damaging to just be almost essentially living like this double life where you sort of giving out this persona online. And I also feel like the audience could feel it. Cause I know there was like a lull in fitness goal mm. and people who follow me, like, I think, yeah, that 2022 was like dark. Like I think people could really see like this girl's in trouble. Um, engagement was like at an all time did anyone, low. Did anyone reach out? No one reached out. Um, no, because I'd made, it was such, a, I'd made fitness also a space such that there was no judgment. So people weren't mm. going to be like, okay, if you're like the yeah, non-judgment yeah, person, yeah. someone's not going to come to you and be like, yo, you should lose some weight. I mean, yeah, there were people that like would, I mean, there's trolls everywhere. But, yeah. Um, and you were trying different avenues. And I was, and I was open about what I was trying. So it wasn't like people, people knew that I was trying, but I also had this, you know, dirty secret that like I was binging like mm. three times a week. Um, so yeah, so then basically like a year ago or just over a year ago, I just sat down and I was like, I can't actually do this anymore. Like I physically, the physical effects of carrying 150 kilos were like starting to really show. And were you talking to someone at the time? Sorry to interrupt. But mm. were you talking to a professional, like a like a Not psychologist really. or psych- psychiatrist to help you deal with? The- Not at that point. Okay. Um, but that all sparked sort of the process. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I just sat down with myself and I was like, look, like, I mean, I couldn't, I could barely hold a conversation just walking like on the promenade at like a pace of like 15 minutes a minute, like a minute, I mean, over whatever it is. Like, I literally, I'd be like sweating out of breath, um, yeah, I think my heart rate would, would, was like 147 at like a gentle stroll. So my body was like under like enormous strain. Mm. Um, and energy levels? And energy levels, I think I, I mean, they, I was tired. So like I would go to gym in the morning, do an hour session at like full intensity and then I would be buggered for the rest of the day. Like I'd mm. literally sit on the couch all day, do like a couple emails and that would be it because I actually was just so exhausted. Um, so I couldn't really work properly either. So there were a lot of things that were coming up, um, yeah, like chafing and sweating and just being just like genuinely uncomfortable, but also like living in the world, like having to, the anxiety of like, am I going to fit in that chair at the restaurant? Or is that a good chair? Is that a bad chair? Like categorizing things like that. (laughs) Um, Mentally taxing. Yeah. yeah, And like constantly just like, yeah, like, yeah, it's like hectic to even like think about, but just like so much um, anxiety around like, just my living space and also like not wanting to make other people uncomfortable. Like you, you like leave big gaps or you, you know, you make jokes like, um, <clears throat> yeah, like my hips don't lie. Like I always say my hips don't lie. Like you got to move up. Like, so it was like, you know, I was always, I always kind of like saw the humor in it, but at the end of the day, like I was in a shitty place. Mm. Um, so, and the culmination and I have obviously I've told the story online is we were on honeymoon in Mauritius this time last year. So, yeah, literally like the 2nd of November around about there. And, um, you know, Dean was like at that stage, like super fit. He'd just done like crazy. I've like been running with him a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really in like a good space. And, um, you know, I had this whole thing in my head because I was also like maybe in like a little bit of denial, like at that point. Um, I was like, yeah, we're going to like go hike, like, I don't know, the Mauritius, like Ilmore. And all this stuff. And I was going to horse riding and para, like paragliding because I was still like, I still have this like active mindset. And then we got there and it was like, sorry, like we don't have a parasail. Like that's going to like actually launch you because you need to be like under 200 pounds or whatever it was. Um, 
and oh sorry like you really can't like ride the horse because you like might the horse might die literally <laughs> like so it was like quite That's like a yeah, like it's, it's it's funny but like it, it was like there was like a, a level of humiliation in that yeah not um, easy to hear i mean not yeah. easy to hear like you and then you're like oh, fuck, you know like this is like not who i am and then i think for me like the real like culmination like literally like of this whole thing like the, the moment i was like right bariatrics we're gonna start we, we're going for it um was we went out snorkeling and um everything was cool obviously strong swimmer can swim like there's no issue with the snorkeling part and then when i needed to get back on the boat literally like n- not even thinking it was like cool just like pull yourself up and i don't know if you try to get like from the water into mm. like a boat that's like mm. like yeah. a meter above you and those boats i know those and boats, it's going like yeah. this and it's like yeah. and like i'm just like i actually can't do this like I was like what is going on like I actually cannot physically pull myself up and I was like I'm quite a strong girl at that stage like I was squatting heavy and lifting very heavy because I had the size on my side essentially and I was like I actually I can't do this and then there were like three guys like on the growing like tank like men and it took all of them to like pull me like overboard and I was just like this is not who I am like this is not my life like as funny as it might have been and we were all laughing or whatever and it was like a joke, like I just knew like it should not take three grown men to pull me overboard. Like this is just, no. So, nice. and then we flew back um, literally like on the 15th of November and so, I mean, yeah. So literally, basically, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I made arrangements to start, start seeing the team at Kingsbury, which I saw the dietitian first and that was the 18th of November. And I remember that day as the day that I chose to basically like regain my life and be the person that I've always known like I can be. Um, Quite an empowering moment. Yeah, it was. It really was. Um, And basically, yeah, that's when I set myself up with a team. It's a team of seven doctors. So you see dietitian, endocrinologist, psychologist, psychiatrist, um, physician, biokineticist. It's like a whole... And it's all the pre, obviously. This is pre-op. So basically, I'd started my, my pre-op phase over... I did it for about... My pre-op phase was about 14 weeks. And in that 14 weeks, it's critical that you are um, like fully prepped for like what you're about to undergo. Because this is like... It is life-saving surgery. You are literally doing something that is quite traumatic to your body. But it, you re- it really is like the end of the road. Um, what do they do to your body? So essentially like... So bariatric surgery is like the under sort of like the umbrella term for various procedures um, that yeah various procedures. So I had something called gastric bypass surgery. So you can also get the sleeve like sleeve surgery. That's what they literally it's like literally a sleeve. Um, and then you have BPD and then you have the SADI. Now the SADI is for like really extreme cases of obesity where they're literally using a crane to like you know get you out of the house. Okay, not so extreme, but like you really are overweight and you have like you have like easily like over 120 150 kilos to lose. So the gastric bypass surgery is like the gold standard of bariatrics. Um it's most popular done. It's like very popular around the world. It's seen as like one of the safest and it has the sort of like the least side effects. However, um you'll always be assessed based on like your lifestyle. So like if you're a chain smoker, they would never they would never do the gastric bypass um, surgery on you because the risk of developing like ulcers and that kind of thing is very high. Whereas they would then rather opt for like the sleeve. So the difference between those two, if we just chat about those two. So with the bypass, they essentially are creating like a pouch, like a little, they take your stomach. So your stomach's about like that big. If you're like, normal person mine was probably four or six um, so we're using fists two fists together if you put your two fists together and you close you close your hands that's like about the size of the average stomach it can take about 
I don't know how many liters, maybe like, I don't know. Actually, I'm not going to quote the science because I'm not 100% sure. But um, so basically they take it from two fists to the size of an egg. So okay. you can carry about like 100 mils of water or food like at a time initially in the initial stages, like post-op. So essentially you are like downsizing your stomach and bypassing the stomach. So that's where the bypass comes from. So okay. you can, you know, Jay's got a picture there. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> um, but they essentially what they do is they bypass the stomach. So they essentially like section it off. It's still a living, breathing organ. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so it's still a living, breathing organ. And they essentially, they, you can see they take the the small like the chest and they attach it straight up to that. Yeah. They make a little pouch essentially and they attach it directly to that. So it bypasses that whole stomach section. So <clears throat> what that means is, A, you can't, you have a little pouch. So you can't take in the, the portion sizes. sizes that you were consuming pre-op. Um, and it also... Um, you're obviously fuller for longer. Um, that's obviously one of the benefits. But there are a lot of, uh, there's pros and cons, obviously. Mm. So I will be on supplements for the rest of my life. I will be taking vitamins because obviously it is a malabsorptive <clears throat> procedure, which means that because you're bypassing the stomach and like all basically where all your like digestion takes place and all the, uh, where all gets the vitamins get absorbed, yeah, it gets mm. absorbed and all that kind of stuff, you uh, you have to supplement. So, so that's for life. That's, that's for life. Structure, that's yeah. structures for yeah. life. They've changed the plumbing, the new plumbing. Okay. Like that's <laughs> so they can't, you, yeah. can't, good, good yeah. you can't reverse the plumbing. <laughs> you you can reverse it, but it's not done. Okay. It's not something. It's not the done thing. It's just, yeah, I mean, why would too you? Risky. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's too risky. Yeah. It's very yeah. risky. And, and it's, you can undo gastric bypass surgery. It takes a lot to do it. So you can stretch that pouch essentially like back to, you know, or stretch it bigger, um, which does happen if you don't follow your protocols. So, um, not what, are, the, what are the protocols? So the protocols, it's obviously there's a diet progression. So post-op, you come out of surgery. Um, something I always say is very interesting is you can be like um, completely like have full-blown diabetes, like as you're being rolled into theater. And the scientists don't even know why. But the second you roll out, you'll present with zero diabetes. Like you are literally, it is a full body reset. It is... You are given a brand new digestive system um, and you have to eat like a baby again. So you go on clear liquids for like a couple of days. Then you go on to like more like soups and that kind of thing. Then you'll progress to like minces and mashes. And then after six weeks, you can go on to like shredded chicken and like, but it's pretty much like mashes and minces for like, sure. ugh, for like six, seven weeks. Yeah, well, they just um, cut your digestive system, right? Yeah, so it's got to so heal up. It's got to heal. Yeah. So you very, like everything's obviously very raw and it can get irritated and, um, dumping is like a huge thing. Like I am thankful God, thank God. Like I didn't experience it like at all, but dumping is like a big thing. If you eat too fast, if you eat too much, if you eat the wrong thing, if you progress too quickly with your diet and you don't, you know, you don't give it the, the requisite time for each like stage, um, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to see us literally like you're going to be in the loo. So it's, it's not, and it's not nice. It's a very, it's like a full body experience. So you get like a fever, you sweat. It's like your body's literally rejecting like everything. It's, it's hectic. Um, but if you follow your protocol properly and you do what you told and you follow the guidance of your dietitian and your doctors, like that's not going to happen to you, mm. but it is obviously one of the biggest, um, things that can happen. And to follow the protocol was, did you find it difficult or was it kind not, of, mm, I'm a seasoned dieter here. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's, it's not actually difficult because remember, like, I think a lot of people think, Oh my word, I'm going to be like so hungry and I can't eat this food. But 
you're not at all. So what it does, like the scientific stuff behind it is that, um, so you'll recall, I said, it's like a reset, like a whole reset. Mm. So everything is being reset, your digestive system, the hormones. So basically with obesity, what happens is you have a satiation center in your brain that literally communicates like with your gut, like, okay, cool. I'm satiated. I'm full. I'm hungry. I'm not, I'm not whatever. Like I'm not full or whatever. Um, and when you are, when you reach like the level where your BMI is like effectively like over 50 and you, you are like, like diagnosed as obese, those signals just don't work anymore. So that's why like a lot of people will, will, a lot of people, a lot of society, you know, sees like obese people as very like lazy or gluttonous, greedy or ill-disciplined or even dirty because they just think that they're like gross and they just like eat their life away. And the thing is, is that like, yes, physically they are eating, but there's, there's a chemical reason as to why that's happening. And that's Mm. because you are never full. You are constantly thinking like, when is the next meal coming? You can eat to triple XL Burger King burgers and be fine and like consume that. I mean, that is just like crazy to me. I mean, if I had to try and do that now, I think I'd go to hospital. Like I think I'd, I'd be, I'd get like three bites in and I'll be, I'd be probably mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like center, those centers, those communication signals, they don't work. Um, so you never know. You do, I, I didn't have a, I never experienced this feeling, the feeling of satiation, satiation, like for a good majority of my life like I just would eat and be like okay I now I do need to stop because I'm told I need to stop like I never was I never had the signal you're full so now you don't have to finish what's on your plate sure and that for the first time in my life like I have that now because mm. though everything is being corrected all the hormones are working the ghrelin the leptin everything in my brain is like the gatekeepers are working um and it's a really it's I think that's like one of the biggest things mentally for people who have the surgery is to like acknowledge that that's happening because for so long we would like ignore that um even if we were full we would maybe ignore it um but to feel that like you know you i'd, I'd like that i don't know it's like i go to Kauai now and i can now i can obviously up progress to the fact that like, i can't eat normal food again mm. and i'll still like i'll i'll order a wrap and i'll get like halfway through the half and i'll be like that's me i'm done like mm. you know like and i'm totally happy like i'm satiated i'm fine like i can do my gym session like it's just so crazy because it's so dra- it's such a drastic like change to what you've always known your portion sizes being mm. you know for four people versus like having half a wrap and being totally fine and having the other half later like maybe a normal person normal in inverted commas i use that word lightly um someone that hasn't struggled with obesity in their life um would do did so, you did you find the surgery affected you physically in terms of all the fitness things you were doing at all? No, so I so that was another thing is that like I have been told that I am a bit of an outlier. Like when it comes to sort of the the model bariatric patient, a lot of these patients have never seen the inside of a gym. Um, they don't really know what exercise is. They've never really exercised in their life, and they've technically been you know inactive for the majority of their life. Mm. For me, I was very different because I came from this. I love sport. Mm. I've always been active. I love the outdoors. Like I've always had that mindset and I've loved, enjoyed those are hobbies that I've always enjoyed, but I always battled with the weight. Um, and the weight just made things hard. And I trained through the weight, but at a great cost to my body, you know, it was mm. a lot of my feet were like always aching. Um, so I think being fit going into surgery made like, yeah, the world of difference to my recovery. Um, I, yeah, I was chomping at the bit a bit. I, at six weeks, I phoned my surgeon. I said, listen, I'm coming to see you because I need you to clear me now because I actually cannot just sit and do nothing. So at seven weeks, I was cleared for, for gym, um, which was great. But uh, yeah, for, for other people, for a lot of people who had the surgery, 
exercise is not even recommended in the first year. Like you don't have to exercise. The first because, year? Yeah. I mean, first six to 12 months, you don't really, exercise doesn't make you lose weight after bariatric surgery. Your body is naturally shedding because it now is working properly. So yes, exercise can speed up the process and I've probably had better results than sort of above average results because I've been training, you know, since seven weeks post-op, but it's not doing anything to speed up the process. Like right now I'm currently in like, I'm at the 10 month stall and I'm training like Iron Man and I'm yeah. working out harder than I ever had and I've, I've stalled for this month. Like I haven't lost anything this month. Whether that's and nothing's changed game, compared to Nothing's changed, nutrition. eating's fine. And so like, that's quite like a mental thing. You're like, oh my word, like, is the surgery working? Like, is, have I like stopped? Is it like, like, oh my word. But you've really just got to like rein it in. The stalls are normal because your body's, it's actually good to stall because your body's got to like catch up and it gives you, um, you can maintain that like muscle mass. So you don't I was going to say, like, is it not your, going into the muscles? Yeah, now you're exactly. Training and, so, yeah. But that, that would also be natural yeah. for anyone, I suppose, yeah. losing yeah. A, a, a lot of weight, right? Yeah. You're going to go through stages. Your body's yeah, not always going to be in the same in the rhythm s- the whole time. Yeah. That's that's not, plateau. You'll plateau your for a while. Yeah, you'll sure. plateau. And then the plateaus are normal. I just think it's quite scary for bariatric patients because obviously these are people that have like yo-yo their whole life. Mm. And when you see a diet or or a process stops working, it's very triggering. So that's like why going back to like, you know, the fact that we have like a psychologist and a psychiatrist on the team, the mental side of this and the mental side and the pre-op process is probably the most important. You can tell somebody you need to eat this, this, and this, and this. And if they're smart, they will do that, especially after this, this kind of a surgery. But mentally, you've got to be at a place where you can handle the fact that your life is going to categorically change you have to buy in you have to buy in and you've got to be all in and that means you've also got to have an eating disorder under control so for me i did intense therapy to figure out why i was binging what was causing that um you know where my head sort of went when this was all happening how i could control it how i can replace if i had a binge tendency even now post-op i'll have like i might have a tendency to binge which is quite dangerous because if i do binge it's not only not it affects the system like it can cause all sorts of trouble. All sorts of trouble with blockages and that kind of thing. So you actually physically can't. Um, and yeah, that process just taught me like the, the skills and the tools that I would need to sort of take that over into like new life, rebirth, as I've sort of termed it online. Um, and yeah, just be able to to sort of cope with that. So you don't just sort of wake up one day and go, cool, I'm going to have bariatric surgery. Um, you mm. you really have to be, you've got it's to be clear. Plan, you've got yeah. to be cleared by every single doctor. It's a collaborative process in South Africa. It's a bit easier overseas, but here it's really like, if one one of those professionals are not happy, and it can be even on the mental side, like you could you could smash your fitness test, you could your EKG could be fine, like your physician could be happy, but if you aren't mentally there, they won't clear you. So it's I think not that's a really good thing, though. which is a yeah. great thing. Yeah. It's an amazing thing because there's checks and balances for each of those professionals as well, and you also feel like you really are being taken care of. Like you have a team. It's like your life is like in their hands, and like they're not going to do anything unless you are. 100% ready because they know sort of like the enormity of the decision um, and sort of what it, what, it, what it's going to mean for the patient post-op, like living in this new this new way of living. Um, but I must say, like it sounds all scary and like crazy, but it's, it's honestly been a phenomenal journey. So I had my op on the 30th of January this year and I'm officially 60 kilos down. Sure. So that's like Congrats. a human. Yeah, Power. Literally Jeez. a human being. So life is great. Like life has just changed. And how do you feel now compared to oh being gosh. 60 kilos down? Yeah, I mean, it's, I prom mean, walks you, are definitely increased. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, I was saying like when I was doing prom walks at like a slow walk and my heart rate was like 147. Yeah. And the other day I noticed, I looked, just looked casually, looked down and I was doing like speed walk. And I think it was like, 
96 or something. Oh, so, I mean, Big it was just like, yeah. just the way, I mean, 96 is still quite high, but I mean, it was like a fast walk. But cons- the comparison of like, the fact that I was doing a fast walk with a friend, chatting the whole way, not really breaking a sweat, and my heart rate was 96 or between 87 and 96. That to me is like a non-scale victory. Yeah. So for me, I'm very big on the non-scale victories post-op. I've actually focused mentally more on that. So things that I can now do that I couldn't necessarily do or struggled with pre-op. So for me, the scale, I knew it was always going to go down because that is a consequence of bariatric surgery. Like it's, a, it's not that it's foolproof, but it's, it's very, very like 99% likely you're going to have dramatic weight loss after this kind of a surgery. It's just, it just is. Um, so for me, I was like, I knew that the scale would move, but for me, it was really about seeing how my life would change. So the fact that like I can do things at the gym, um, you know, that I, that I struggled with, like really struggled with pre-op, um, just having basic conversation, like sitting here talking to you guys, like Mm. not breaking a sweat is like one of the most amazing feelings in the world. Um, And so many people wouldn't know that they'll take it for granted. Exactly. They'll take it for granted. There's a lot of things that, that you do take for granted, um, like chafing. Yeah, like, like going just, back to just, what you said about making jokes about exactly. like the chair, you know? Yeah, like the chair. I didn't have... The normal I, I person in inverted commas. Exactly. I didn't even look at this chair today and go like, oh, am I going to fit? Like it was just like, I know I'm going to fit. It's going to be fine. Like it's there's just so many... And one of the biggest things actually was... Um, yeah, like one of, the, one of the big non-scale victories was... So obviously the honeymoon was last year this time. Um, that was the first time in my life that I had to ask for a seatbelt extender on an airplane. And I literally did not fit into that seat. Like it was so uncomfortable. Like it was... I literally like sat like on my side for like six hours to Mauritius Um had to ask for a seatbelt extender. So at that point I was just like, like we know what we need to do. Like something's yeah. got to change. And then I actually flew up to Joburg for the first time since that flight, um, like last month for, for a job. And I literally sat in that seat and there was gaps like on the sides. Like I, it was very, very mind blowing for me and the seatbelt, not only did it, the normal seatbelt close and I didn't need an extender, I could literally like pull the thing oh, cool. and still have like, you know, yeah. uh, 30 centimeters of space, you know, on either side. So that was very like, I think it hits you like that because I think there is a, there is a level of like body dysmorphia post-op. You, you kind of look, I know for me, if I look in the mirror, like I see a difference, but it's not like, it doesn't hit me in the face. But it hits me in the face in photos and in video, especially. Then I'm like, whoa, like that is huge. So there's still mentally, you're still carrying the trauma the and past, the, the burden yeah. of the past. And it takes a while to get to like catch up. And does the therapy continue? Yes. Yeah, so, so now I'm, con- I've continued. I see, I see him every two weeks and it's just, yeah, it's great to like, just talk about this kind of stuff. And you know, they are good. They have been like, they've been some low moments. There's been predominantly yeah. high moments, but, um, yeah, there's been... It's always going to be tough times. There's always going to be yeah. tough times. As long as so, you're open and honest and talking about 100%. it. 100%. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, the non-scale victories are amazing. Like I said, I, I live for those. Um, and obviously one of the biggest ones is the fact that, like, I'm entering the Ironman. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, I never... Keen to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, I never in my wildest dreams... I think it was always like a bucket list for me. I was like... Oh, okay, so day. it was always on the list. It was always on the list, but I knew it was it was impossible in the state that I was pre-op like i just no amount of training would have got me to the level that i would need it to be also probably quite dangerous at that and dangerous effect, yeah. yeah i mean i mean even like the fittest of the fit like you know there's been fatalities in the race so there, there was, was, there was a now. fatality on our race yeah. 250 meters into the swim yeah what 52 yeah. year old man yeah, yeah. Oh, no. heart, attack. heart attack and they tried to yeah, they put him on his back but <gasps> well they, he died in the hospital yeah oh my gosh you see it's yeah it's that's terrible shame, man. But that's not also not unheard of from these events. Apparently, it's quite rare. Yeah, well, I mean, even like the August. Yeah, August. People were dropping like flies. Yeah. It was 
really intense this year. But how did you, so you got, you always bucket list and then yeah, you so were like, okay, Durban, mm, let's go, so, let's go coach. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so actually, it's a funny story. So when I had my follow-up appointment with the surgeon to like basically get him to like approve me, it's like, okay, cut, I'm cool. Like stitches are like, everything's cool. Like we're good. Um, I made a joke and I was like, I, we were just chatting and I was like, yeah, like, I'm so excited to be back to going back to gym. And I was like, yeah, maybe like I'll even like enter the Ironman, like lol, like thinking a lot, like making this joke. And he looked at me and he's like, you should. And I was like, wait, oh. what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, you should. And I was like, because he's like a avid like cyclist, like he's a big cycler, like also very fit um, and um, like a rugby player, whatever. And he was like, yeah, you should, you should, you really should. And um, I kind of like ignited something in me. I was like, this was actually like a joke. And I was just kind of like making conversation, like ha ha funny. And I was like, maybe I can. And then I was like, I started like doing a little bit of research about it. And then I came across Zimbabwe and Steve. Um, and Steve was actually recommended to me. And shout then, out to Steve. Yeah, shout out to Steve. Was <laughs> and, that the guy um, I sent you the video he, after this? Yeah, yeah, yeah Steve. Yeah. I used to train with him as well. He did a 522. Good yeah, he's a machine, this one. Um, so yeah, and then I was like, let's have a chat. Like, I just want to know like your opinion. At that stage, I have, was barely like, barely lost anything. So he also met me like really big. Um, and it was like a really, he was like, yeah, if you want to do it and you, and you committed and consistent. I'll take you inconsistent and I'll, he said, I'll take you under my wing and we'll do it. So I was like, okay, let's, let's fucking go. Let's do this. <laughs> go. I love that comment from your surgeon. He was just <laughs> yeah. in your corner. In my yeah, corner. 100%. He didn't doubt me for a second. He was like, you should. Yeah. And I was like, what? You're like, what? I was like, so blindsided. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that. he was going to be like, oh yeah, maybe just like, you know, chill a bit. Like, <laughs> just give it like three years. Like, I thought he was going to like, you know like yeah. whatever like let, let me down yeah, yeah. let me down easy and he didn't so shout out to the surgeon <laughs> yeah. um so ignited yeah. the fire you Night got a hold of bark and steve and yes. then you've been training for how long now so i started training with steve in april okay so unfortunately had a few little oopsies along the way um but i think that comes with probably go 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 uh, like, I'm we very, talked about this the yeah injuries, yeah. So, yeah so so my hip kind of gave out a little bit um so everything was going fantastic cycling running swimming fab um, then in September, so like, must have been, yeah, like, yeah, end of October, was September, yeah, September, um, I was running on the prom and I just felt like, oh, that didn't feel like so lacquer. Um, I stopped running and I was like, okay, call it a day. I went, I left it for two days and then on the Wednesday, so that was a Monday, the Wednesday, I was like, okay, I'm going to try like an indoor run, like on the treadmill or whatever, 500 meters in. <laughs> It was like, no, it was like sharp pain, like mm. did not feel good. Where was the pain? Like in the hip. Right in the hip. hip. Yeah. Hip so, um, no, I'll tell you, I'll get it. So I was like, <laughs> so then I was like, head, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Let's just go for physio. Luckily, Steve's wife, lovely wife is a physiotherapist. And this is how they get mm. you. They break you and then they send you. Then you yeah, send yeah, you yeah, to her. Yeah. It's like a really, yeah, to Jen. Good, good business model, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so she's lovely and yeah, she like, we did, I mean, she did a whole bunch of stuff and yeah, she wasn't, she thought it was like maybe bursitis at that time. And she was like, like stress injury. Um, and I was like, yeah, it could be that. And she's like, just rest it, do your exercises. So we decided no running. And then it just like really just like was not getting better. So at that point I was like, I don't want to like mess around with this. Like hips are, are not fun. And um, maybe like I was a bit like hectic, but I went straight to a surgeon because I was actually, actually saw my endocrinologist and he, I was talking to him about it and he was like, oh, just go see like the, the surgeon upstairs. Doctor on the fifth floor. Literally, doctor. He's like, my, go see my colleague, like go pop your head in and like make a consult. 
And then I did, and um, he was like, okay, I don't want to like mess around. And he was like, obviously examined me and did everything. And then he was like, look, we've got to send you for an MRI just to do an investigation. And it did come back that there is a tear, labeled tear, but it's not like hugely like massive. Like grade like, one, grade two tear like, or something like that. Yeah, like it's there and it's it, it, you can see why it's uncomfortable. And there's been quite a lot of wear on the, on the joint because I have like a, so like this is normal. I'm like forward. So like I stick my ass out basically okay. is what you're saying, which as most women do. Um, so it's been like a lot of like friction like from that point of view um, so I was off I haven't started running so I'm actually start, I'm actually gonna run tomorrow that's oh, cool. tomorrow okay. is the day that I'm gonna try and do a little run um, with the squad pre like we'll run and then we'll swim so I'm quite nervous because it's it, it's a lot riding on it like yeah, I gotta get it fixed you know if I can't run I can't do the Ironman but, so and Tracy just for context so I mean before making the decision before getting that valuable uh, advice mm. or validation from your surgeon how far had you uh, before in one sitting swam ran well you swam, said you were a, swam, a strong yes. swimmer earlier so yeah so I swam throughout like high school so I hadn't really been in the pool like I think since then and then um so pretty confident with that yeah like i'm look i've always been a strong swimmer but i haven't necessarily been a fast swimmer so for me that's also something i have to work on because i, I was looking at your guys times and i was just like oh okay yeah, like, but the swimmers, the swimmers thanks for like, not pointing at me there the swimmers the least of it so like yeah, yeah but i've got to, i've got to want to try and make up time there because i know in the run i'm going to be slow mm-hmm. just like i'm like my body is like i don't necessarily have like a runner's bold like I haven't run I was never like the athlete at school like I wasn't like the runner the cross-country girl like I still live a hockey bit of nipple but I mainly focused on swimming but again I could stay in the water polo game for the entire time from a fitness and strength point of view but I was never like the person that was winning the gala um so yeah so swimming so you are you're asking about how far when I got back in the pool so it was pretty like natural I got back in and I think we did I'm trying to remember I think it was like maybe 1,200 meters and it was, was fine. And now we're doing like pool and camps there. Yeah, I actually haven't done that. Oh, that pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so shallow. It's so weird. It's like a primary school pool. So it's literally comes to like your, it comes to your like, yeah, your waist. It's like half a meter. Oh, it's a bar. Yeah. Yeah. But no. You don't have to worry about the temperatures. (laughs) Or muscle there. Yeah. Muscle Bay was 22 oh, degrees. Oh, yeah. the shocks. And then the bike? The bike. So I've got a bike. So I'm borrowing a bike, but I'm, trying to well if once all these campaigns come through they'll be great then i can actually purchase a bike i'm busy chatting to giant live about a bike which is really cool um have you, you, cle- you, have you cleated in and out before oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no no no, no. I'm, i got that i did fall i did the first time i like cleated in i was like in the gym the virgin active parking lot and i like cleated in and then my brain was like okay now you need to ride because it's like the, literally the first time i was like riding and i just went <laughs> like fell straight onto like the pavement and I was like okay cool like I'm a horse rider so I've fallen off many horses I know how to fall it was like a bit of a bruised ego but it wasn't like sore did it again fell did it again third time fell and I was like okay I'm gonna walk the bike to the park and get on the get on in the park and then go don't worry so, yeah, there was still everyone was fine, yeah. there was two ladies that helped you that day yes, and were, I was yes. walking at the prison break triathlon and I, I recognized them there yes, and I said hello I said, you, yes. know, you guys helped Trace oh shame they were so lovely yeah they were like okay um they're like do you want some help I was like yes please shame they were so lovely um but yeah then they basically just helped me like pluck up the courage I actually was going to pack up and be like hey I'm done for the day and they were like no you, you're gonna do this like we're not leaving until you do it and then 
I was like, okay, let, like, let's just do this. Because at that point, I was like, oof, this Ironman thing doesn't seem so hot anymore. Like, I was like, I can't even ride the bike, let alone, like, actually, like, you know, do, like, a kilometer. So, you know, so that, so that was really cool. Like, I always say, like, the universe always, like, has your back and puts people at the right time, the right place. I mean, you're putting in the effort. Someone's yeah. going to help. Yeah. So, so they, they were really great. So tomorrow's your first run post-injury. And how long has it been since the injury? Yeah, September. So I was off whole of September. No, it, off, I think it was, So it's like, been two months. Yeah, it was a whole of October I was off. So I didn't run it all the night. So I think it was like end of end of September and then the whole of October off. Then I was supposed to start running like beginning of November, but I wasn't like sure. I was like a bit nervous. I am nervous. Have you done a brisk walk yet to see if it's if it's feeling yeah, better? Yeah, look, I can feel that it's like, it's, it is like. Because dark. injuries are shite. Yeah, yeah, I can feel like the, it's not like, it's not like this one. It's, the left one is definitely, there's something going on there. Like it's impinged and all those mm-hmm. fancy words. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna have to see. And then if it is like basically the surgeon said, look, if you try run and then tell me what it's like the first couple of runs and then we'll sort of look at the options from there. I don't really want to have another surgery in the same year that I've had a surgery. Um, but if it means having a surgery to complete the goal, might have to. Oh, I, had um, to I had to go through that as yeah. well for this Ironman. Yeah. Yeah. To me. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, I just got the MRI done and then found out it was a system knee and got it sorted out but yeah. Yeah, like you said you don't want to have as many options yeah and also because of the, the like downtime and then like it affects your training and I actually for sure the goal is actually to do PE that is the goal is to do April why rush it <sighs> I don't know and I mean, Durban's April's, nicer April I mean April a PE I've heard is, is cool I mean, the because it's obviously the full one as well yeah Um, but I think yeah if if um yeah, if, if worse comes to worst, we can do Durban. Durban's also cool. Yeah, but you want, you want your body to be yeah. at mm-hmm. full tilt. Like, I mean, I couldn't have think of anything worse mm-hmm. than doing my run, or that run in Muscle Bay with a, with a, with a proper injury. Yeah. Just, I don't know, I wouldn't yeah. have made it. You can't rush an injury. You just yeah. got to do your yeah. physio, get exactly. the training done, speak yeah. to the right people. So I also stopped running for a long time as well. Yeah. And uh, it, it's definitely mentally draining. Mm. I took a because I was like these those are running they're getting fitter than me yeah. well, except for Joel because he signed up two weeks ago for the, for the <laughs> <laughs> and he had a perennial nerve issue yeah. but I mean it's definitely taxing mentally like for me I felt like a little bit down mm. I couldn't train as hard lucky we could still swim mm, mm. and it kind of got fixed pretty quickly it yeah. wasn't a tear in the, well they said it was a tear in the ACL and then it was a it was like an up and down roller coaster for me yeah um, but yeah I'll get it sorted out and I'm sure no, hopefully sure. come tomorrow it'll be good yeah well let's yeah, touch let's wood see, let's see touch wood let's see but um no like you said like I'm not gonna rush the process and I mean even Steve's like we're pushing for April but you know it's it's all on it, we take it day by day and we see so like I know like I will do the Ironman like I will do it it's on the bucket list it'll happen whether that's April next year June next year don't think I'll do Muscle Bay. I'll wait for the following year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do Muscle Bay. Um, yeah, then, um, it, that, yeah, what will be, will be kind of thing. But I am going to do Blue Lagoon, which is in... Mm, I've heard a very nice 10, race. 11 weeks, 10 weeks. So that's kind of like the focus now. What's Blue Lagoon? It's a triathlon. Maybe mm. we should do it. You actually do West it. Coast side. West Coast. It's I've actually amazing. never done it, but I've heard it's amazing. But when, it's got a short course sprint. I think there's a couple yeah. that they do. Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we got signed up. We're doing Bay to Bay on the twenty first, yes. which is a thirty K and then yes. we're planning doing a little diet starts Monday, Freedom Swim. So oh, from cool. the Robin Island to Big Bear. Wow. Trying to get it done before when Joel is leaves. That? To, you can do it any time. Okay. But the water temp has to be correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that it used to be nothing under thirteen and I think they've changed it now to nothing below 10 okay, cool. but uh we're trying to aim for the 26th of jan 
Because Joel leaves the 29th to Switzerland for three months. Roughly, yeah. yeah. There's okay. just so many things out there in the big blue Yes. Ocean. Like a swarm of jellyfish. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not excited for this. I'm excited for the end. Well, it's definitely yeah. a goal of mine. I mean, I've always wanted to do Robben Island, so maybe. Yeah, just yeah. in a cozy and the temperature Oof. and the sharks and I the jellyfish. <laughs> and We're still living on the high. And yeah. Shit. yeah. But you're going to love the island. I mean, the finish. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good finish. No, it looks event. insane. Like, I'm so excited. We just got to get, get me there. But it's, I know, well, with Steve, like, it'll be good. Like, yeah, I Steve's know. A, he's a nice coach. And it's just consistency and not missing, just green boxing everything. On you don't trainings. have to green box everything. I had a lot of reds. A lot of reds. <laughs> yeah, and but you're also, of... like, another level. Like, it, you can afford to have a red. It gives you that confidence going in that yeah. look. Exactly. Okay, you've done the work. work. But don't yeah. push a day that you want to get a green if you're not feeling. Yeah. No, 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 one, 100%. If you're not feeling like your niggle or your injury is, yeah. is hurting, don't yeah. go out and just try and push it because mm-hmm. you want a green. No, no, I've no. I've seen exactly. a lot of people do that. No, 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 100%. And Steve's very, like, we chat about that as well. He's like, like just, how was I always, girl. I always feel, because I'm so used to, like, I've had coaches in the past who were the opposite of, of Steve. Yeah. And were just like, well, you know, the one quote was, your <laughs> mental resignation is disgusting. That was what was said to me. Oh, so, jeez. Yeah. Like, as in, like, Fuck you, you, coach. You, you've tapped out. <laughs> on, on the phone. Or text, in- phone. That was what I was dealing with back in 2016. Sounds so, like David Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> Stay hard. Yeah. So again, positive affirmation. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. That that kind of no. Steve's like doing really well. Like you're gonna be fine. You're ahead of the curve. Like that's great. I'm like yes. Yeah. I'm ahead of the curve. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So it's just like different people. Like it works different strokes, different folks. Like for me, you know, like Steve's kind of training and the way he facil- has facilitated this process has been like really cool. And it's, it's been a good like fit, so I think we'll make it. We'll and get you meet there. people through the embark group as yeah, well. Yeah, so really cool. I'm starting now with like more of the social stuff. So as soon as I'm like now, obviously I'm, I'm I've done done a lot of the squad stuff, and I want to do the canal on Friday. I want to do canals as well. That was my first. Mm. This will be my first time. We're sign up with ATC so we can do the mm. canals. Yeah, I just did that. So I've yeah. got a little like tag. Gertie thing. and the boys. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's gonna be a fascinating, interesting year. I'm excited for 2024. Yeah, you have I think that. It's gonna be a it big seems one. like you got a lot going on. For yeah, 2024, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah, there's a lot. Going Can't believe on. it's already around the corner. 2024. So people are asking, "What are you doing for New Year's?" It's just I know, crazy. and I'm like, "Please, guys, please, let's get through December." <laughs> it's like, like a month left. away from. I mean, yeah, yeah no, it is insane. It's, it's December. No. It's just, <laughs> I, I, I try to stay away from December. <laughs> At least yeah. I'm leaving. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm uh, off to London for a week to visit my Irish friend Neil there and do some work with the sister. Okay. And then my father's been kind enough to take us to the Arctic Circle for the what? for the Northern Lights. Mm. Oh, that's like bucket list. Yeah, that's and, on there a, too. and I've been reading that scientists say that it's the best auroras they're going to have in twenty years because of the solar. Yes. The sun is at its highest form that happens every eleven years or something. Yeah. So apparently, that's yeah. what it's going to be one of the best in twenty years. Well, I know people are seeing it in Canada. Like, yeah, they're seeing, seeing as low like as UK it, apparently yeah. going into, yeah, which is quite which crazy. Yeah, insane. So, no, yeah. oh, so lucky, so jealous. Yeah, it's gonna be very cool. Very something very different. Yeah. And I've booked all my expe- like expeditions, like snow dogging and oh my god, <laughs> snow dogging. Is it called snow dogging? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I wanted to say mushing, but I don't think people were gonna say. <laughs> what is it? It's snow. It's, it's, it's the tip of my tongue. It's dog sledding. Dog, dog sledding. sledding. Yeah. I was gonna say oh when they go word. mush. Yeah. I went to say mush. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's so fun. Uh, but I've really checked the temperatures. It's like minus 18 when oh, we're going in Coconuts. Um, 
and yeah, it's going to get to get to like minus 25. You can so. practice this cold water swimming. Yeah. yeah. Try practice some fueled cold water swimming. You can just lie swimming. on the ice. I think it'll be the same. Yeah. Stay, <laughs> just lie there for 10 minutes. Stay hard. Uh, and then I'm going, actually, funny enough, then I go from there to the desert to visit my sister. Well, with oh, my wow. sister to Dubai. Oh, so. yes. And I've never been into Dubai, which is quite cool. I'm quite oh, okay. excited. Go yeah. check out the Burj. It's and hot, though. So, but it's it's really hot. It's apparently oh, it's a good winter. time. It's winter then. I can never understand in my head when it's winter or summer. Neither. I feel like it's in the middle. It, I was, I'm like equator. What do you mean? Water? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's opposite. It, yeah, I know, but it doesn't feel opposite. Is it opposite? It doesn't it's feel so north. Yeah. It's northern, mm. but it's like lower mm. northern. I guess our time has come to an end. Tracy, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here. Thanks Your story so is literally why we started this podcast. Aww. We love hearing positive, inspiring stories. So thank you so much. But before you go, we do like to ask the guests to share a little message with our listeners. Something to... Sort of motivate, inspire, get them ready for the weekend. Thought-provoking, you know, yeah. Before, whatever you're feeling. Whatever you're feeling, yeah. Okay, sure. On the spot, yeah. <laughs> we love to put the, <laughs> we love to put this it on the spot. Yeah. I thought I was like, oh, it's done. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> um, sure. Something that I would share today. Um, I think, like, never underestimate yourself in life. Like, I feel like we put so many, like, limits on the things that we think we're capable of doing. But if we just have like a little bit of self-belief um, and put in the work. So obviously you can't just like sit back and think it's all going to happen. Like if you put in the work and you're consistent with what you do, I feel like you really can make things happen for yourself. Um, and I feel like I've done that this year. Like that's something with anything, that everything that I've tried to do this year, like of course you're going to have a little bit, you're going to have doubts. But it was really like, well, if somebody else can do it, like, why can't I? Mm. Um, and I just think, yeah, like, I think if you're in a position where you, there's something that you want to do or you, you're having res- res- like reservations about it or you feel like you're not good enough or you feel like someone else is better at it than you, like, take a step back and honestly just go for it um, because you'll be surprised at how much you actually are capable of. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. What did your surgeon <laughs> say? <laughs> Just do it. What do you <laughs> just go for it. Just go for you, it. Should. You, should. you should. You should. You should. should. That's it. You should. <laughs> cool. Thank you and so I'm much. No, thanks for being here. Oh, it was so yeah. cool, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Loved and it. I actually loved it. Yeah. Lot. Thanks to everyone who listened. And, and, we'll powerful the tra- and powerful the training. Yes. Ironman. Yes. We're so keen, keen to, to see you cross the line. Yeah. Manifest everything for me, guys. Just give me all that good <laughs> Ironman juju. <laughs> Make sure you get that lecker photo at the end. Yeah. We've got to get that photo. I crushed that. Do it for the photo. You did. Cool. We'll see you guys next time. Cool.